Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. Your host, Mr. Jono Petrahilos, currently generates over a million dollars a year selling his online courses. And now he teaches you how to do the same. Along with listening to our podcast, make sure to join the Course Creator Community Facebook group. It's one of the largest and most engaged Facebook groups in the space. You'll find the link in the show notes. Anyway, let's get to today's show. Okay. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Course Creator Community Podcast. I am super excited because we have an absolute legend on the line this week who knows what he's talking about. And I know this firsthand for a few different things. I you know, interview a different podcaster every week. They're always heavy hitters, you know, big names, good at what they do. But half of the time, it's a bit of a, a guess because I've just kind of seen them on social media and asked them to come in. This person I heard speak at Social Media World pre-COVID, so it must have been 2020, uh, on storytelling, a topic that I like. And I was like, wow, you know, this guy knows his stuff. He's good. I've still got my notes and sheets. I, you know, implemented what he what he said. And my as a result, my storytelling got much, much easier to start with because I had like a framework, but also better as well. So I'm super excited to, to have him on. Without further ado, it's the one and only Mr. Park Howell. Park, how are you? John, you are too kind. Thank you very much. And I got to ask you, do you still have your What's Your Story field guide? I think I do. Social Media Marketing World? Yeah, I think I do. It's in my cupboard. Yeah. Yeah, believe it or not, that was 2019 was the last oh, time you know, we had that. I'll be going out again this March. But it, I'm so kind of you to have me on your show. And I'm glad that that workshop had that kind of impact on you. It was, a, it was one of the best sessions that I went to because it was... Oh. Because this is, and I'm sure we'll get into this, like, and because I was at that stage, I was probably where a lot of my listeners are now, right? Where it's like, we've heard of the power of storytelling, everyone's saying it, but how the crap do you tell a story and not be boring and, you know, and not just ramble on and I knew I had to do it, but I had no kind of framework, you know, you you were really good at being like, and and simple, you know, like, and I'm sure you could go all day and, you know, the, the ins and outs of it, but it was really good for that. I don't know what it was, an hour or two session where it was like, wow, I've actually got stuff that I can take and I've used for years since that date. So it was, it was amazing. So thank you. Oh, I love hearing that. And (laughs) yeah, storytelling can be really super powerful when done right. And I've been studying it for a long time. I mean, I've been in the advertising, branding, marketing world for 35 plus years. And I run when you were five. Is that how that works? (laughs) Yeah, I wish. (laughs) I wish. Uh, but uh, it's the only career I've known. I mean, since I graduated back in the early 80s, and I spent 10 years working for other agencies, and I started my own firm in 1995. It was called Park & Co. in Phoenix, Arizona, and I ran that for 20 years, and I really loved the first 10 years of it, from, 2000, from uh, 1995 to 2005. But man, Jono, did I see things starting to change in 2003, 2004, of course, because of technology, as everybody saw. Um, E-commerce, web work, digital ads, and then, of course, social media took over. And I was really raised on traditional advertising, you know, TV, radio, print, outdoor, direct mail, public relations, events, and no Yelp. And so our clients own the influence of mass media. Now, the really smart ones still told stories, but it wasn't as prevalent then. You didn't have to because you get as great, you know, ram your, your message home through mass media. But I saw that completely change with technology, of course, because the masses then 
had become the media and they are noisier now than ever. So that's when I went looking for how do you actually hack through the noise and hook into the hearts of your customers when we are all competing in this cacophony of friggin' communication that is just mind-numbing, ear-splitting. And I found the ancient power of story (laughs) that we've been using since the beginning of recorded history. It's the same power that we use today to, as I say, hack through the noise and hook the hearts of your customers. Love that. Park, I like to start all these podcasts off with a quote or mantra that inspires you or fires you up. Have you got one for us? I've got one for you, and I will warn you that at first it seems like dire, but then when you think about it, and it comes from Joseph Campbell, one of my heroes who created the hero's journey and monomyth, and he had a lot of great insights, and I just loved it. Someone asked me about something similar the other day, and I shared this with them. If you're falling, dive. So to me, what that means is if you find yourself in a predicament, or if you are like really mm-hmm. testing the boundaries of your capabilities or you're pivoting with your company or your messaging and you're trying something new and you're losing sleep over it and you're beating yourself up and you're thinking, I'm such an idiot. Why did I do that? I want you to correct that thinking. If you feel like that, then dive into it. Mm-hmm. Go headlong into it and you will probably find you're a lot smarter than you thought And you had way more courage than most people because you tried something different. So if you're falling, dive. Joseph Campbell. Love that. So I heard a I heard a story on YouTube last night, actually, Park. It reminds me of that a little bit. I'm a I'm a big Tony Robbins fan. You into Tony you're a Tony Robbins fan at all? Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) He told he told this story, right? And it was essentially his his um, message was a little bit different, but I think it still still uh, fits in quite well there. And I don't know how true his story is, but that, that might be half a storytelling anyway, right? Never ruin a good story with the truth, right? But, <laughs> or with the facts, yeah. Exactly, yeah. He was telling this story where he was like, you know, when he started giving his speeches, he started in Canada, apparently, you know, somewhere just across the border. And he was getting really popular and it was successful. And then the, um, the government came up to him and they were like, hey, Tony, can we see your, your work permit? And he was, you know, in his 20s and he's like, work permit? What's a work permit? And they're like, well, if you're going to work in Canada, you, you know, you're taking jobs away from Canadians. You know, you need to have a permit so you can do this. And it's like, oh, I didn't know. Look, how do I apply? If they're like, do this, it'll take a couple months and you just can't work till then. And he's like, well, I've got a seminar tomorrow. You know, I've got to run that. They're like, yeah. you're not running it. He's like, well, you know, <laughs> he's like, well, I got to do. What am I going to do? They're like, well, you know, refund everyone their money. And he's like, I can't. I don't have it. I've spent it. I, I did this. They're like, well, up to you. If you run it, we'll throw you in jail if you, um, or, or give him the refund, whatever you want to do. And he was, he was in the predicament, you know, he's like, Oh, what am I going to do? You know? And he's like, well, I got two choices. You know, I can do the poor me and just give up or I can get creative or resourceful. I think it was, it was his, his thing was resourcefulness. Right. Mm-hmm. But same sort of thing where he dived in. What do you think he did park in that situation? I think he went ahead and did the seminar, maybe told everybody what he was up against and have them, Cough him, you know, cough up a little bit more money to pay his uh, fines. <laughs> that is good. Okay. That is smart. And that's a good idea. You know what he did? 
he went there, went there the next day and he's like, all right, one of my principles is all about getting uncomfortable, all right? You guys are used to be here in, in Canada, so let's do something different. Let's all get the bus to America and we're going to run this seminar in America. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, got a, hired a bus or whatever, you know, they were an hour or two from the border, went to somewhere in America and ran it there and, you know, ticked all the things. And I'm like, wow, it reminds me a bit of that where it's like, instead no, that's of, brilliant. you know, yeah. Yeah, 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 dive into it. Yeah, if you're uncomfortable, it probably means you're doing something right. Now, of course, there are times when you're uncomfortable because you totally screwed up. But, you know, you got to own that, too. So that's a form of diving into it as well, right? True, true. All right, Um, Park, I've obviously been following you for years now. If that was that was 2019, I follow you on social as well. I'm very familiar with your work. Uh, People are watching this and haven't heard of you before. Give Mm -hmm. us a, a little bit more background there. You know, what? How did you, let us, you gave us a, a rough overview, but how did I get here? Right. Yeah. So uh, let me jump ahead to 2016 real quick and let everybody know at the age of 55 years old, I shut down my ad agency, pivoted away and went in business of story full time. Now, 10 years leading up to that, I was basically taking my own self-imposed PhD on storytelling class. And it began with our middle child, our son, Parker, who went to film school at Chapman University between 2006 and graduated 2010. This was the same time I was grappling to try to understand digital marketing, Mm -hmm. technology, and what are we going to do? Because what we had done up to that point was now no longer working. And I said to Parker, I said, hey, when you're done with your books and maybe your lecture notes, or if they even record some of those lectures, send them to me since I'm paying for them, but I'm (laughs) curious, what do they teach young, impressionable kids like you, young professionals, to become and grow into competitive storytellers in the most competitive storytelling market in the world, Hollywood? Mm -hmm. And so he did. And that's when I was first introduced to Joseph Campbell. And I you know, read A Heroes with a Thousand Faces. And I let's, saw let, his... Let's, let's spend a minute there, Park, because some of the yeah. listeners might not know Joseph Campbell. And you've dropped his name a couple of times. And we might go deeper, but yeah, bit of an overview. Yeah. Who's, who's Joseph America's Campbell? foremost mythologist. And he's the one that went back in time and looked at all of these stories coming out of all of these differing cultures and found a common theme or a common structure to them that he called the monomyth, the singular myth. And it follows this trajectory of a protagonist in their ordinary world. And then they get a call to adventure. And first they push back on that call. No, I couldn't possibly take on this adventure. But then they are thrown into it. They leave their ordinary world. They move into this extraordinary world where there's all kinds of people there that are going to both help them and hurt them. Um, they have to battle the you know, mythical dragon metaphorically to deal with their own demons internally. They level up in this process if they don't get killed, and most of them don't get killed. And then they return back home with the boon, meaning they are smarter, wiser. Not only have they leveled themselves up, but they're bringing this gift back to the community so that they can become a better leader or whatever. And, and, and it's a really fascinating story structure. And when I saw it for the first time and realized that everything from the very first recorded uh, story from Mesopotamia, Gilgamesh followed this same theme, as does the Wizard of Oz. Now, the writers and producers of the Wizard of Oz at the time knew nothing 
about the hero's journey because it didn't exist. Campbell hadn't mm-hmm. talked about it yet. And yet it follows those exact same steps. Star Wars is legendary for it. Spielberg, I mean, really, it's, it's everywhere now. And from a brander standpoint, when I saw that, I said to myself, Jonah, if this is what Hollywood uses, and we know it's been around since the beginning of time, why don't we use a very similar concept or structure to create brand stories and brand story strategy? Because presumably that we would be really hooking into the primal human element brain of all of our customers where all the real buying decisions are being made, but maybe more importantly, we're placing them at the center of our story and it's incumbent upon us to really understand and empathize what they want on their hero's journey so that we as a brand can come in and function as the mentor or guide in their journey, not the hero. We play the more important role of mentor or guide to help them get what they want. That was my big aha moment. And then that's when my PhD started because I, I, I boiled it down. In fact, I created this thing called the story cycle system 10 steps that I used was story strategy based purely off of the hero's journey. And the very first time I used it was in Phoenix with a client here, um, Clinica Adelante, which became Adelante Healthcare. It was a a community centered uh, healthcare group that had been around for 33 years and were on the cusp of going out of business because of a lot of things that had happened. And they knew they had to reinvent themselves and retell their story, reframe their story. They were the very first ones I used this story cycle system on, and it worked unbelievably well. I mean, they ended up growing by 600%. And Avin Satid Tafoya, the the CEO at the time, will tell you it was precisely because they got their core story pulled together using this framework. That's when I knew I had something. My science experiment actually turned out to prove itself out. And then I was able to do that for many brands thereafter. Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. Love it. And tell me this, um, tell me this there, Park. Well, actually, I'll, I'll share why I like storytelling. I'd love to get your take on this as well. With yeah. that side of things as well, if you've got that story, you can share it on all social media platforms. It's not so much, hey, he's ha- he's an Instagram strategy or he's a YouTube strategy. It's like the strategy is storytelling. He's how you, he's how you can, like, you can do it on YouTube. You can do it on Instagram. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it on email. You can do it on your website, you know, whatever it may be, as long as you've got that, it transcends all that. And I think for a lot of people listening, it's important to have that skill there because if you're just focusing on like, Oh, how can I have a pretty Instagram? You know, how can I have a good YouTube? There's just not the the substance behind it, you know, but if you've got that Mm -hmm. storytelling, it goes across all of them. And then if something changes, like you experienced, you're still good. Cause it's like, Oh, you know, when you think comes out TikTok, okay, great. Yeah. Now I can tell the storytelling on TikTok, you know, in five years time, a new platform might come out. Okay, great. I'll use that strategy here. Is that how you see storytelling as well, Park? 
Yeah, you know, those are all just channels. So mm. what you want to do is craft this overall brand narrative, which is the story arc. And let's just use a movie, for instance. The movie always has a story arc. And believe it or not, it has all these characters, but it's always about one person. Mm. One person is going through something and get to the other end. So you want to figure out what that narrative arc is for your brand. And then you tell all of these subplot stories about your different products, your different services, offerings to your different customers at different parts of the journey that support that overall narrative framework. Now, I just want to take a minute and let everyone know, if you're a course creator, you've already got a course and it's not quite selling, uh, or if you're still in the process of putting your course together, at the course creator community, we actually have a VIP group coaching program. It's the best program of its kind and the most affordable as well. So if you'd like some extra help and guidance in either putting your course together or selling your online course, I recommend joining the course creator community VIP program. I'll put the links down in the show notes. But it's really freaking hard. Love that word as well. (laughs) And here's the thing what I learned. So everything I teach now is exactly opposite of how I learned it. Okay. The hero's journey is hard to really grasp, but unless you are a total story theorist or you're just completely jonesing on it, you know, I mean, most people don't want to take the time to understand it and learn it. And that's okay. I totally get it. The Pixar way you hear how they put stories together. That's still hard for business people to put together. Unless you've got this knack for screenwriting or you're already a decent storyteller, it's really hard for 95% of the people to do it. And that's what I learned as I was teaching my story cycle system. My hope was that I could send it out and people could use it for themselves. And, and a lot of them can, but most of them, they want to have the kind of impact we had with uh, Avin. I usually have to come in and guide that process. Now, what I learned going through that is what I have found to be the foundational narrative framework, which is the beginning to all business storytelling. And it's called the ABT, three words, and, but, therefore. Those three words signify the three forces of story and is a statement of agreement or act one, you're setting the stage, but is the problem. Now you're in act two. Now you're in that, you know, extraordinary world because you want something, but the, but the world is pushing universe is pushing back on you. And the, therefore is your solution, how you were there to help your audience get what they want. The and button, therefore, now is what I teach exclusively uh, to help people really understand how to tell stories. Once they get a grasp of that, then I move them up to the five primal elements of a short story for big impact. This is an anecdote you can tell in under a minute to make your business point for you. And all it is, is an expanded ABT. That's why you got to learn the ABT first. And then I bring them into the story cycle system because they have this narrative intuition that they have built about setup, problem, resolution, you know, agreement, conflict, consequence. Uh, and that's what we, we sell and teach and train. And we can use it in sales. We use it in leadership communication. We use it in branding. You can virtually use it for all of your messaging right down to your emails to keep you from getting ghosted. Mm. Hundred percent. It's it's funny the ABT as well because that's a popular term here in Australia. Believe it or not, in, the, fit, in, in the fitness industry. Oh, um, really? 
abs, abs, butt and, abs, butt, and thighs. You know, so it's a popular <laughs> class with the ladies. You know, where where they they go in there. You know, abs, butt, and thighs. But this is a different um, different variable. But it's easy for me to remember. A B T. That's great. I love that abs, butt, and thighs. Yeah, yep. yeah. Well, so we, you got great abs, them. but that butt. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get those thighs moving, and let's see if we can't get this whole thing pulled together. I love it. We just create an A B T out of abs, butt, and thighs. There we go. Well, let's um. So let's put that into practice, Park. Let's yeah. say so the ABT. Um, yeah. How can we put that into practice? What's maybe All an right. example? Sh- should I give you a an example of someone with a potential course, and we we play around with that? What's yeah. the best way yeah, to do it? That would be great because your viewers and listeners are course creators. And I, like all of us, we're always trying to figure out how to communicate it. So let's do that. Let's take a course, create, and it could be a course you actually have or you just make one up. Awesome. Let's go. I'll go with the last client I spoke to, um, Nina, if you're listening. So she run her course is essentially like a, let's call it a business coaching courses for nurses. So if you're a nurse, yeah, you're a nurse, you're working a nine to five, you're doing a lot of hours, um, the money's maybe okay. She's got a course, which is essentially, hey, you can actually be a contractor as a nurse. Here's how you do it. You can make more money, work less, less hours, blah, 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 blah. All right. So what I love first about Nina's course is it's for a single individual. Yeah. A single target audience, a single protagonist. And our brains want a singular narrative. It doesn't want to have to deal with a lot of different things. It confuses it. It'll shut down and make up its own story. So congratulations, Nina. Uh, you are teaching nurses how to become contract nurses. Pretty much. Right? Yeah. And what is the problem that, sh- that Nina is solving in her course for the nurses? She's got a few. It's a little bit money, not so much though, because if you're a good nurse, the money is okay anyway. It's more time. So like, um, you know, it's good money if you're a, a high level nurse, but you're kind of working hours all over the place, over hours, and also the micromanaging. You, you're usually in like a hospital or a system and you got all these bosses and some, <laughs> yeah, let's just let's say micromanaging. All right. So let's take those three things you just mentioned. And that's, this is what happens with an ABT is someone will write that ABT and they'll come down with three problems. And I'll go, okay. You can't do that because yeah. now you've confused your audience. So let's see if we can't put all of those three symptoms into one major problem. So you Ooh. said money, although it's not a big thing, but it's all everyone always likes to have. But you also really talked about time management and yeah. time away from home and energy and whatever. And oh, by the way, while you're in that time management thing, you are getting micromanaged. So it's making it even more grueling for you. So I think what you're really talking about, and I'll just wing it here, nothing in Nina's story makes sense except in the light of one word. And to me, that one word is balance, Mm -hmm. life balance. So so you might say that, and and we use that little phrase there, nothing in such and such story makes sense except in the light of one thing. Now, maybe you want to capture those other three symptoms, but it's really about finding that life balance. So the first thing I would do, and again, this is totally off the top of my head, so I'm going to butcher it, but you're going to see, I'm I'm here for the form, not the content. The form is this. I want Nina to say, who is her number one audience? Professional nurses who want, you know, who want to make a significant impact on people's lives, right? And if they can find that right balance in their own lives, then 
they can have an even greater impact in themselves, their family, you know, in the communities they serve. But they don't currently have that balance because mm. um, they are overworked, micromanaged, and often are not paid what they need to be paid. Therefore, I'm going to show you how to bring balance to your love of nursing, back to your love of nursing through my online course that will take you through three steps to do da -da 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 -da. So you see what I did is I hung the entire thing on balance. I framed balance up front of that statement of agreement. That's act one. This is we're not introducing the problem up top. We're introducing what a brighter tomorrow looks like for our customers so that they can see it. Act two, but you don't have that balance. Oh, I don't. You're right, because you're spending too much time being micromanaged and probably aren't earning the income you deserve. You're right, while you still love nursing. Therefore, we are going to show you how to find that balance. So the what in all of this is balance. The how is through my course. Da, da, da. You don't want to lead with your course. You don't want to start with, have I got a great online course for you if you're a nurse for doing this, this, this? No, 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 no. That's placing you at the center of the story. You come in the therefore. Therefore, here's my solution. What we've done there, and this is really fascinating to me, something I've studied with Dr. Randy Olson, the guy that taught me the ABT, Harvard evolutionary biologist, USC filmmaker. He discovered the ABT in 2011, 12, wrote a book called Connection in 2013, of which I saw. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is hugely powerful. He and I connected. We have been fast friends ever since. He teaches the ABT in the science and academic world. I have translated it into the business world. And together, he and I have fleshed it out and built on it through all these different trainings we've done. What we've learned is that statement of agreement up top, placing your audience at the center of that story is absolutely cri cri uh, crucial, critical, critical to make that work then and only then do you put in the problem but and why that ha works is it connects with our primal limbic system you know our fight or flight mechanism in there that is a complete cause and effect pattern recognition system we are setting up the pattern of look at tomorrow can look like this but bummer you can't have it because of this and it's automatically saying so what the hell do i do about it therefore you do this we're opening a story loop. We're piquing the interest and curiosity of our audience with that but, and then we're delivering the answer. And here's what we can do for you. Love that. And question here, Park, that can even be used, because say with that example you use there, that's kind of like a whole business brand story, right? You could, you, I'll ask you the question. Can, could you also do each one of those individually as like, say, a social media post? It might not oh, go yeah. on the website all the time, but- all right, month, this week, I'm going to just pick this one point. And you could do the ABT with just one of those things, right? Yeah. So let me give you a, a for instance on that. I've showed to you, but I'd have to pull it up and mess up the whole show here. <laughs> um, last week, I was in Tampa, Florida, and I was working with the American Hops Growers Associations, these wonderful farmers that grow our hops that make our beer. And uh, we had about 300 of them in the room, and I was taking them through this process. Uh, three of the hop farmers had volunteered in advance and had sent me their websites and I worked with them and so forth. There was one hop farmer called Jackson Hop Farms 
out of Yakima, Washington, and they didn't have a website, but they had a pretty good Instagram um, feed. And that was my their main brand storytelling thing. And Heather Jackson, the wife of the, uh, the owner of it, well, they both own it, but the wife of the farmer, she was in charge of the Instagram feed and she takes really good pictures. So she had this one picture there of what winter time up in the Pacific Northwest and it looked just like a clump of dead hops on the ground. You see all the strings above them and all the stanchions and whatever. And the frost was on and it was a gray day. And she wrote there, uh, hops in the belly of the fog beast. And that's all she said. So it's kind of romantic. It's interesting, but it doesn't actually say anything. Mm. So you're going to look at that. And I just showed it and I said, now here's a missed opportunity to tell a marvelous little story that demonstrates your brand's power uh, and your knowledge of things and illuminates what's happening in this picture right here. And I wrote an ABT, something to the effect of um, winter is a crucial time for hop growing uh, because as the plants are fighting mother nature, they're storing needed carbohydrates in the roots. But they look dead, huh? That's all I said. Therefore, uh, in a few short months, these will grow to 18 feet tall by September harvest, leading to ample pints of pure joy. Mm. Boom. I paraphrase. It was something like that. Yep. But you see, now we have this little story framework, set up problem resolution, agreement, con conflict, you know, consequence, mm. told in a sh short little informational story. It's not like a story like, hey, Jonah went down to the shop mm. and this happened and then a mugger showed up and he karate chopped him and then this. It's <laughs> not that at all. But we're using that those same story frameworks to be able to hook the yeah. audience's attention, but then deliver some interesting facts. What looks like a dead mound of foliage is going to grow 18 feet tall and be your beer in about a year. That's pretty cool. Yep, agree. So and that's I, an example of how you can use it in, uh, in in social media. Yeah, well, I also like it from this. It's just a good way that I think you can make any story more interesting. I do, You obviously know the science behind it, but it's essentially like if like... You can have a store or a situation that occurred and just share that situation. If you just use the ABT, it comes up better. Like there's something about, and, and the way I kind of see the and is it like, it almost amplifies the story. Is that, is that a part of the end as well? Where it's where, where if I'm saying, Hey, this happened. And also this happened. It kind of makes it. Um, we call powerful. that raising the stakes. Yeah. So, so this is, this is your customer and what they want. And here's why that's important to them. You've yeah. just raised the stakes, demonstrating the motivation of what they want to have happen. Yeah. But well, the, the universe has punched you in the nose and you don't have it because of this problem. Therefore, we can help you overcome that problem by doing this, this, this. The, the but is my favorite. I feel that that really makes a good story because without the, because I guess you could, you could almost tell a story without the and and the but you just went straight to you know blah, blah, blah. but then it's not as interesting but i feel like yeah it's the, not a story yeah but if you have the and the but kind of makes you think oh there's a there's a twist to this plot or, or something like that that has really, to be yeah. yeah that's where the conflict and the problem is if there's no conflict you have no story it's if boring. you think about it i mean stories are, are just simply learning tools for us 
You're going to tell me a story about something bad that went down and how you overcame that. I'm going to listen to it. And more importantly, my subconscious is going to listen to that and said, wow, pay attention, Park, because I want to know what I have to do in case whatever happened to Jono happened to me, happens to me. And that's, that's, I mean, when you really boil it down to why story is so important. But what happens so often is maybe we start with the end and we jump right to the conclusion. Yeah. You know, we're so great. Should you just buy from us? We haven't yeah. really understood what the main problem is we're selling for our customer. The other thing you don't want to do is start with the problem mm-hmm. because what you believe your customer problem is may not be the way they see it. And you've already then set up this divisive relationship. They're like, oh yeah, Park, you think that's my problem? Go prove it. But if you can articulate what you know they want in the world and you get them nodding and say, yeah, you know, John, that's that's exactly what I want. And then you go, yeah, but you don't have it because of this, right? And I go, no, you're totally right. Well, what if I could show you a way to get that? Yeah, okay. What, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know, it's just a natural flow of conversation and it's beautiful, perfect story structure. Love it. Now, question here, Park, the ABT. We've used an example where like a course creator could use it. Have you got any examples off the top of your head of where we might see it in, in pop culture or in everyday life where someone could be listening and be like, oh, that person did the ABT or, or a similar thing? Yeah. Um, Carly Rae Jepsen. You know who she is? American pop star. I think she has a famous song came out maybe 10 years ago called Call Me Maybe. Yes, I know the one. You know, call me maybe if you go yep. on YouTube right now and look it up, it has 1.3 billion views with a B. Wow. And think about the chorus in Call Me Maybe. Can you sing it for us? Uh, oh, Deb? God, I knew you were going to ask that. I've got a, what is it? She's not one of my top favorites, but it's a good example of it. So here's my number. So call me maybe. Uh, um, what is that? What is, I can't think of the chorus right now. Give me one second. Google, are you Googling the, the lyrics there? I'll pull it up. I was just actually creating a course with that example in it. And I should know it because I just <laughs> wrote the darn, darn thing down. Um, here it is, though. Uh, again, I'm not a big fan other than I'm a big fan of her ABT because it led to 1.3 billion there we go. You know, views. Uh, where is she? Come on, Carly Ray. Here you go. Hey, I just met you and this is crazy, mm. but here's my number. So call me maybe. Love so it. there's the and, there's the but. Instead of therefore, they're saying so. Yeah. Um, I'm embarrassed. I couldn't have just recited that off the top of my <laughs> head. Or maybe I'm proud because, again, yeah. not a huge fan, but it's a great pop song. 1.3 billion views. I remember now, it when it came out. It was catchy. Is it because they used the ABT in the chorus that made it so catchy? Maybe. Did they intentionally use the ABT in the chorus? Now, I'm sure they didn't know about it. They Mm. are just gifted, intuitive songwriters and storytellers. They know you got to have tension and release, set up tension, release. All I try to train people is because we're all intuitive storytellers. If you're a homo sapien and everyone watching this is, then you are a storytelling monkey. And I want you to move from being an intuitive storyteller, making it up on the fly to an intentional one. Forget the hero's journey, forget the Pixar way, forget any steps that take more than three words, because this is what I found in all of my years where all business storytelling starts and but therefore. Let's take a quick break. 
If you want tips and strategies on how to start, grow, and monetize your business online, check out the Digital Revolution podcast with Eli Adams. We interview digital experts from around the world that share their personal stories. They talk about what they're currently working on and where they see the future going. But most importantly, they share tactics in their specific area of expertise with the hope of helping you improve your digital presence online. You can listen to the Digital Revolution podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio, or simply click on the link in the show notes below. Love it. Well, Park, I could speak about this with you all day. Uh, there's a few questions I like to finish off this podcast with, so I'm going to throw them you to you. It. Now, this podcast is for course creators, right? So the quest and most of the guests I come on have a course in one way or another, whether it's an online one, a in-person one, an email one, whatever. But the question I essentially ask is, what's your course platform of choice, and how do you enjoy it or find it? Yeah, I use Thinkific. Um, I've tried a couple of the others, but I've been with Th- Thinkific now for several years. It's just very easy, um, intuitive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can go on and build classes and turn them around pretty quickly. Um, I'm not crazy about the monthly fee, but then again, I'm guess I'm going to pay that pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but that that's ours. That's where we go. Businessofstory.thinkific.com is where we hold our have our classes. There we go. Well, I'll tell you. So Thinkific is actually the most popular park. So I oh, ask this is. question okay. to everyone. Yep, and I've got um, one of the largest Facebook groups in the the space with online courses. Thinkific, in terms of specifically online courses, is the most popular. Like they've got the the market share, and it's like you know. I interviewed their founder for my show. I've got Businesses Story, a podcast I've had for almost seven years now. And I met the founder, and I can't think of his name, because this was this was like six years ago at Social Media Marketing World, um, yeah. was there. And it was really interesting how that whole platform came about. If you go to Businesses Story, my podcast, um, or I could send you the uh, the link for the show notes, but it's one of my early in the hundreds uh, uh, shows. Search Thinkific and it'll pop up. But a, a really good background on how they founded it. Yeah, I'll check that out. Um, okay, next question, Park. Yes. Uh, mentors. You're obviously a mentor for plenty of people out there that want to grow their business, want to get better at storytelling. I'm curious to hear who your biggest mentors have been over the years. And if you can answer this in a few different ways, and if we can keep it specific to storytelling, that will be great. But if not, yep. you know, anyone is fine. And if you could answer it in three different ways, a okay. paid mentor, so someone that you paid money to, to, to learn their system, or they coached you, or you did their course, an unpaid mentor, but you've followed their work through one way or another over the years, uh, and a book that you read that really that either changed you the way you think about yeah. storytelling or that you recommend everyone else should read that should uh, change their way. So paid, unpaid, right. and book. I guess paid mentor would be uh, the legendary screenwriting coach, Robert McKee, because I paid to go to his legendary three-day story course at the LAX Sheraton um, several years ago. But I went with my son he went for screenwriting for films. I went for storytelling and business. And I got a chance to, I, in fact, Robert McKee invited me out to his home in Connecticut. In my very first podcast, before I even had business of story, I spent a half a day interviewing him about story, storytelling, and story structure and business. So I would say a paid mentor. He's the only time I, I've paid to really sit and listen to someone. Um, my second one, is my most profound one, is Dr. Randy Olson. He's the one that introduced me to the ABT and he and I have just worked together side by side. 
understanding it, seeing where it shows up in the world and how we teach it to help people communicate. He and I have worked uh, with scientists during COVID and have done 170 hours of training on just the ABT throughout North American scientists since uh, March of 2020. So Randy Olson. Um, Third book, uh, Christopher Vogler's The Writer's Journey. I have read a billion of these books and there are a lot of really great ones out there. Um, Christopher Vogler's The Writer's Journey to me was really powerful. It's a very fascinating in-depth look at the hero's journey, how it was discovered by him in Hollywood. Uh, It wasn't Joseph Campbell that showed up and said, hey, Hollywood, check this out. Hollywood was already doing it, but not realizing it. He revealed it to Hollywood as a Disney script consultant back in, I think, in 1985. And it's led to this cottage industry of the writer's journey. Highly recommend that book. Say that Um, book again, Park. The Writer's Journey. I think it's in its fourth edition now. I'm just Googling it right now. The Writer's Journey. By Christopher Vogler. Absolutely love that book. Okay. Just added to my wish list. And I'll give you a shout out to one of your countrymen, uh, Sean Callahan. Anecdotes. He runs an international storytelling training group out of Melbourne, Australia. Um, and I really admired the work they've done. I think they've really nailed it. Uh, they're about primarily around storytelling for leadership, I guess, and sales as well. He's got a terrific book out called Putting Stories to Work. Okay. Let me add this one as well. Melbourne guy, yeah. is he? Yep. Great guy. There we go. Sean Callahan. Great company. Sean Callahan Anecdotes is the name of his company. Got it. And the book is Putting Stories to Work. Yes. Got Highly it. recommended. Awesome. On my wish list too. Um, <laughs> awesome. All right, Parks, there's going to be a lot of people listening to this, watching this, and are like, okay, this guy is cool. He knows his stuff. I want to follow him. Don't put words in their mouths. <laughs> we'll have to see. Um, where do we go to follow you, Park? Do we listen to your podcast? You got a YouTube channel, Instagram, LinkedIn. What's the best socially to, to connect with you? Well, I just noticed the sun is setting here, by the way. <laughs> Under my deck and over a little lake that I look out at uh, uh, northern Arizona. So you can find me up here in northern Arizona. Uh, visit me on LinkedIn. Check out my website at uh, businessofstory.com. And one of the book I'd have you put on your list yeah. is The Narrative Gem for Business. And this is uh, co-written with Dr. Andy Olson. He came out with The Narrative Gem. And that was when we were teaching the scientists back in, two, in 2020 which was primarily focused in the science world. I was doing all this work in the business world with the ABT. And I said, we need to come out with a second edition um, that is really using business examples. And so we've done that with the Narrative Gym for Business. It's only 75 pages. It's meant to be a quick little handy guide to help you do this. We have since come out with two more, Narrative Gym for Law, which I didn't write, but a, a friend of mine, a defense attorney did on how they use the ABT in winning over judges and juries. And uh, just this past week, they came out with um, the narrative gym for politics with a very famous uh, political now retired gentleman by the name of uh, Dave Gold. And uh, he and Randy co-wrote those books together. So I send you to that. And uh, that's that's how I can be of best service to you all, I guess. There we go. I've just got yours on my, my wish list right here. Wish list. Get it off your yeah. wish list and yeah. go ahead and buy it. The, the buy now, huh? <laughs> there we go. There you go. Hey, hey, you know, it's all of $8.99 for the print. 
And I think $6.99 for the Kindle. We're not getting rich. Our idea is we want to get the ABT out to as many people as we can because it's just that powerful. Exactly. And, and, and of that $8 that I, I paid there, I'm guessing you got $1 of that and, and Amazon gets the seven or maybe 50 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Again, our goal is just to get it out in as many people's hands as possible. Awesome. All right. Well, Park, that was amazing. Uh, that's pretty much all I wanted to cover today. Is there anything I should have asked you but forgot to? Or is there anything you want to finish us off with? You know, Jono, the only thing I would say is how I kind of finish all of my shows. And that is, as you were working, you know, building your storytelling skills and leveling up as a storyteller to have that kind of impact and connect with people, I just want you to remember that the most potent story you'll ever tell is the story you tell yourself. So mm. make sure that that's a great one. Thanks that so much a, for having me here. That is a good finisher. And you know what? I'm going to expand a little bit because you you just made me uh, remember a point there. Even though it was such a good note to finish on, I th- like I want to expand on something you just said there where, where you said as you're working on your storytelling skills, it's not going to – am I right in saying someone's not just going to read your book and be an expert tomorrow, right? No. That's just going it's, to be – You got to work it every single day. And I call yeah. the ABT your storytelling dumbbell. If you want to build that muscle – and really create muscle memory and have this narrative intuition that you are just going to revolutionize how you communicate using setup problem resolution that quickly, that easily. It takes practice every single day. And here's how they could do it. Now that they know a little bit about the ABT, write three emails every single day since you're already writing them anyways, but reframe them as ABTs. You'll find Mm -hmm. you'll have to write way less and your reader is actually going to understand what you're talking about and probably respond way more often. Um, go out and teach two people what you've learned about the ABT because you don't know what you don't know until you teach it. And then apply it to one major communications challenge or opportunity you have on your plate this week. Rewrite that. Look at it and write it as an ABT and see if it doesn't help you focus your message because I'm all about helping leaders excel through the stories they tell, starting with the ABT. Love it. Thank you very much for your time, Park. (laughs) Thank you. Now I got to go get my shades on. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Course Creator Community Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.